Welcome to Rewind Cinema, the podcast where we go back in time and randomly select a movie to give our uneducated opinions about. I am Matt Morris, and I am joined by my friend, my co-host, my everything, Gabe Whitehurst. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Maybe a little too much. <laughs> am I coming on too strong, Matt? I, th- I think so. We had a big week this week. We did. Do you know, do you know why? We saw a movie. We went to this, okay, so we got to see the screening of, we got to go to a screening of Hidden Figures. We're mm-hmm. brushing up on our Oscar uh, films. It was really good. It was funny. Mm-hmm. It was cute. It was heartfelt. It uh, was good, but I will say, I didn't like the, do you know how they like spliced in like the old t- footage, the actual footage yeah. from the era, and then they would cut to like normal footage? That yeah. always looked really weird. And did you feel like the CGI was bad? Of the rockets? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like every space movie that I see, they they do the same shot of a rocket ascending into space. This started with Apollo 13. Mm-hmm. It's great. But, uh, yeah, I agree. that It just didn't look cool. It didn't yeah. look kind of fake. Yeah, and it was like, it made the rockets look all slimy. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was really weird. But it was a good movie. It was a good movie. Yeah, yeah I, good. I enjoyed it. Acting, I, top-notch. Top-notch. Top-notch acting. Good yes. stuff. Yes, uh, yes. Okay, second thing, uh-huh. you, your wife came home from a long journey. She did. And so you were reunited. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, she's on tour for Dirty Dancing. Yep. She's a musical theater person. I'm assuming most of the people listening right now are our <laughs> friends and family, so they already know all this. No, she's on a film tour just showing Dirty Dancing across oh, the yeah, country yeah. <laughs> at various uh, movie theaters. Just no, her and a microphone yeah. and 100 people. She goes deep into this film. Yeah. Um, just kidding. She is in the national tour of the Broadway show. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing, I think, mm-hmm. we got animated. Oh, we did. Yeah, the, the artwork. We got animated. Now, yeah. if you're listening to this episode in the future... You've probably seen this already, but as of right now, February, mid-February 2017, we are now a cartoon, which is really probably the highest pinnacle one can achieve <laughs> in this life. It's amazing what you can get with money. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to tell people that. You're just supposed, supposed to make us sound important. Like oh, we got like, like a fan made our yeah, art or something? Maybe yeah. someday. If you want to draw a picture for us, draw <laughs> yeah. a picture, send it to our Gmail. Yeah. You, I don't know the Gmail name, but you always say it. Uh, so. Rewind Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, or post it on Twitter, tag us, whatever. Yeah. At Rewind Cinema Pod. Yeah, so a big week. I thought it was good. Yeah, it's really good. I'm very happy about the artwork. Graphic Hat on Fiverr.com. So yeah, I think we look pretty good. We do look good. The sad, like ourselves. the sad thing is, I think I look a little more attractive in the drawing than I do in real life. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I don't know. You be the judge. I think you're self-conscious. Well, yeah, I was born self-conscious. <laughs> self-conscious is my middle name. Um, a couple more things. We got a few reviews mm-hmm. I'm really excited about. Thanks to KDub1127 on mm-hmm. iTunes for the review. Thank you so much. Uh, someone on Stitcher hit us with a review. Third Party Observer. And then I think there was one more you said, right? Yeah, Dobson2014 on iTunes. Thank you so much. We really appreciate the reviews, the stars. It's really going to help us. It's going to give us some visibility, hopefully. I don't know how iTunes works, but I've always heard that, so I'm going to go with that. Yeah, and subscribe. Uh, We -hmm. don't know how really the internet works. Yeah. But is anyone even listening to this? Probably not. Okay. It's out (laughs) there, though. So, yeah, review us and rate us. That'd be great. And Mm -hmm. subscribe. And and, and we'll love you forever, as I've said. We will. Anyway, Matt, uh, we're talking about a really big movie today. A big movie. The first movie that I would say had international, or maybe just national appeal, but more on the radar than the other four films we've done so far, for sure. 
Definitely. Yeah. Um, there was one before this, but it kind of helped pave the way for Slasher Flicks. One of the biggest ones kickstarted a huge franchise Friday the 13th. About 20 miles? About that. Camp Blood. They're opening that place again? Lots of luck. Can I get a bus or something? Not likely. You going out to the crossroads, Enos? What about a lift? They'll be halfway. No sweat, Trudy. Okay, kid, let's move it. Name's Annie. All right, Annie, let's go. All the girls up there gonna look as good as you? Not enough. You good to camp blood, ain't you? God damn it, Ralph, get out of here. Go on, get. Leave people alone. You'll never come back again. Oh, shut up, Ralph. It's got a death curse. <laughs> He's a real prophet of doom, ain't he? Uh, yeah, so Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're so scared. You, know, you, can't, I, you can't even say the title. I You're know, just terrified. I, I have the visions of uh, <laughs> of who the killer is. We don't want to spoil it yet, but we will spoil it. So just saying. Um, yeah, so it was. It kind of paved the way for the slasher flick. Halloween was kind of, I guess, the first one that people really consider to yeah. kind of kick it off. And that is actually a good movie. This one, not necessarily <laughs> a good movie. It does some things well overall, I think. Yeah. Just a fun movie to watch yeah, with your friends. Yeah, I, I had you know? such a good time watching it. I yeah. loved it. I mean, yeah. I, know it's not, I know it's not a great movie, and we'll get into that, but it's really fun to watch, especially it, as an adult. I think mm-hmm. if I were a kid and I saw this when it came out, we weren't born yet, but mm-hmm. I, I would have been scared if I were a teenager. I think yeah. I would have, I mean, uh, uh, by all accounts, people were pretty freaked out in the theaters. Yeah. You know, in, in the in eighty to eighty five, probably especially camp counselors yes. that year <laughs> that were reporting for duty. Oh man, it's like Jaws. You know, you don't want to go swimming again. Yeah, this, you you don't want to go to camp. Well, we I think it's a good movie to watch with friends. We mm-hmm. watched it with our wives together, yeah, yeah. Um, and I watched it alone before that. And it, I mean, I I did jump once in the movie because I looked up from writing some notes and yeah. I had headphones on and it was dark because I wanted the ambiance, but it. It's not a whole lot to capture your attention, but when you have friends and you're kind of poking fun at it, I think it's a good time. Absolutely. And it uh, was fun because I, I haven't seen it, but I sort of knew about it because it's been talked about for so long. I knew who mm-hmm. the killer was. I knew what was going to happen at the very end. Yeah. And my wife didn't, so she got a little jumpy towards the end there. But yeah. it, it, so it was funny. It was really fun she to was watch. So, she was so sure she knew who it was, and that's a very hard <laughs> sentence to say. She was so sure. She was so sure. All right, so we'll just jump into our regular information here um so an estimated budget of 550k for the time i think still a relatively small budget i mean we got some movies coming up that were about the three or four million dollar range so i mean it's sort of small i wouldn't say it's like indie or anything although i guess it really was considered at the time uh it made 37 and a half million dollars in gross so it did really well yeah they were cashing in they even admitted this that they were cashing in on halloween and yeah so, riding the coattails of 
its yeah. popularity. And they admitted that, so I'm not just saying that. The mm -hmm. director, the producer, the writer, <laughs> they all said that. And I think it paid off because, I mean, it allowed them to make eight. Yeah, how ten. many of these are There's there? too many. Way too many. I don't know. Um, the tagline, they were warned, they are doomed. And on Friday the 13th, nothing will save them. Pretty deep, pretty dark. Yeah. Um, I would just wish they would quote Ralph. That's that. Well, I was just thinking that it sounds like a Ralph quote. <laughs> yeah, Ralph is a rambunctious character. We'll get into later. Yeah. Uh, the director is Sean Cunningham. Not a whole lot of directing experience, but as a producer, he did the reboot for uh, Friday the Thirteenth. He did Freddy vs. Jason and Last House on the Left. So he's he's been in this genre. I mean, it's yeah. like his genre. He did the reboot of Last House on the Left or the original one? That was the Wes, reboot. That was Wes Craven. The reboot. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he was the producer on the reboot. Okay. So, so 2008 or nine or whatever it was. So really, he, he cashed in on this movie too because mm -hmm. if that's all he's got, I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm sure there's a few things, but... I don't blame him. No. no. Whatever works. Yeah, uh, the talent, Kevin Bacon, he mm -hmm. wasn't famous yet. Wasn't, no. foot, wasn't Footloose famous yet. He wasn't Footloose. He was in... Um, he had one big film and I can't remember American Graffiti? No. He wasn't in American Graffiti. Um, he was in something before this. Yeah. I don't think it was American Graffiti. But you're right. He wasn't famous. No. Not at all. He was a little baby baby bacon. He was. Uh, Betsy Palmer did a lot of TV. Not mm -hmm. necessarily a film actress. There's a YouTube documentary about the filming of all this and she admits that she just did the part because she wanted to buy a car. Yeah. So... Yeah, um, so she, I mean, you can kind of tell that she's not, <laughs> this wasn't really for her. But she's good. She's really good for it because she plays the, well. Well, we'll talk can, about that later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, no, she looks very sweet. Yeah. Uh, very nice, pretty old, old woman. Yeah. So. Uh, some trivia. The movie was filmed at Camp Nobi Bosco in New Jersey. Mm. Uh, the camp is still in operation and it actually has like, paraphernalia from the movie on its walls and stuff oh, which cool. i'm pretty sure is creepy for the little boys that are there because it's a yeah, boys camp right in jersey yeah must be unsettling i don't know but i'm assuming they're fine because i've never heard about any masks. i don't know man he's, he's <laughs> still he'd still be in that water that's true Jason, fish, boy. fish boy um so the writer of the script victor miller originally named jason josh but he thought that sounded too nice so he changed it to jason okay because jason was a bully in his high school that picked on the writer Oh, yeah. Nice little fact there. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's fun. Uh, Jason, I think, is more intimidating than Josh, personally. Yeah. Maybe because I have the connotation of Jason in my head. I think so. Film. But it's a better name yeah. for this. Yeah. Jo Josh isn't, isn't threatening. Good. I don't know if Jason is. But Two strong syllables. You know? Yeah. Jason. 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 Uh, so IMDb rating 6.5 with 87,000 reviews. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, a lot of reviews. I mean, it's a cult film. It's a big yeah, film. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 59% chance that you would like this film because that's how Rotten Tomatoes works. Oh. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. That's sort of like the, the weather channel. Yeah. There's a 59% chance it could rain. Exactly. I didn't know that. I thought that was just an average of of no. ratings it's the percentage that you will enjoy oh. it um so I'm, you have a, i'm horrible at, at this then i had no idea <laughs> it's all right i don't think many people know that uh metacritic score of 35 metacritic's pretty harsh though. that's in the red that's a, that's a that's, red score that's in there. the red and i think it deserves it <laughs> i honestly <laughs> yeah. do 
All right, so we'll jump into the uh, just the kind of story here. So we open in the camp. There's some... Um, why did I forget what they're called? But the people who run the camp. Counselors? Counselors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Counselors are uh, playing folk songs by the fire. Yep. So I, th- I think they're singing Michael Row Your Boat Ashore. Maybe. They sing I like three songs. Will. I think that's... Or Kumbaya... One of those Kumbaya. group songs. One of those normal songs that counselors sing before they get murdered. Mm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so they're they're singing their songs. This girl is playing guitar, and I just want to say that they did not <laughs> even try to make her look like she was playing this guitar. Very true. She stops, and the song keeps going. <laughs> and it's sort of like an intricate strum pattern, and yeah. she's sort of just twiddling her fingers on the strings. Yeah. It's really bad. It really sets the tone for how much they care about some yeah. of the continuity in this movie. How did they not catch things like that? They couldn't the go 80s? back and film it. They didn't have the money. Okay. <laughs> that That's an excuse I'll give them if that's true, but mm-hmm. if not, then you're just really lazy because yeah. it's bad. Yeah. $550,000, not a lot of money. No. Okay. Well, it is, but not for them. Right. So they're playing their songs. We switch to um, the inside of a cabin where all the young campers are sleeping, and you hear you hear it. You hear the ch 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 ha ha ha. Creepy. It's yeah. pretty creepy. It is creepy. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's a good device that the sound guy came up with. Though. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it there's actually a fun fact I'll talk about later because yeah. I don't want to spoil it yet. If I remember, I probably won't. No, we'll, we'll loop around because it's cool. I like yeah. That. Uh, but yeah, you listen to it with headphones on in the dark. It's pretty creepy because it kind of like tickles your ear a little bit. Like it's a high frequency noise that kind of just like, mm-hmm. it's kind of stabbing, you know? And it set the um, tone for the next 30 films they made. Yeah. And yeah, and it was just this one guy's idea. But again, we'll get there later. Yeah. So we get a first person view of somebody, we don't know who, Mm-mm. looking at all of the campers walking through slowly. They walk through a door and you see that they're in like a barn, I guess, or you see, I think they look at the generator or something. I don't really know. But then it. Yeah, some out outbuilding somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It cuts back to the campers that were playing songs earlier and two of them give each other the sexy eyes. Yep. And they say, let's go. They give the guitar away. They strut off. They go into what I assume is probably the same area close by yep. that the. That the first person view was we still don't know who it is up into a hayloft yeah area they kiss the girl's like we're gonna be seen and the guy says no we're not and they <laughs> kiss and they go up and they're in the top the attic we get more first person view shaky cam looking around you hear the again mm-hmm. uh, letting you know that it's probably the killer they're they're making out up there the girl stops and says hey somebody's watching us you kind of see this really cool shot actually from the stairs yeah. it's kind of like obscures their legs a little bit she says hey there's somebody watching us and the the guy like turns around they start buttoning up their clothes and a really nice bit of foreshadowing actually that the guy confronts the what we assume is the killer right. and he's he's like he's not scared he's like hey we weren't doing anything right they know who this person is apparently yeah that was really nice actually something yeah. that i was surprised that they took the care to like put that in there because yeah. I don't think a lot of people would think about that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, they, they don't give you any clues to who this person is, but you immediately know that it's someone who is known. Mm-hmm. And so it's it adds to the suspense of the movie, I guess, because it's coming, I, I don't know, for lack of a better term, it's from the on the inside, mm-hmm. sort of. Someone who's not a threat. There's a mole. There's a mole. There's a mole. Um, they get stabbed. <laughs> 
Yeah, they die. They, they yeah. then die. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the boy gets stabbed in the stomach, and then the girl, like, throws some boxes... Throws she some, sort of runs around like a cornered mouse and doesn't get anywhere. For about two or three minutes. Maybe a bit too long, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, and then she, she gets killed. Yeah, but you don't see it. No, you they, don't. It's like a close-up of her face. Yeah, she screams and it mm-hmm. slows down until it's eventually just stopped and it's just her face screaming. Then we get the music, which the music was actually really, really, really good. good. It's like very staccato, like... Really good. Re, 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 yes. re, you know? And I don't know if that existed. I know Halloween was out, and mm-hmm. so... But it, I, I, one of my notes was the soundtrack is excellent in this mm-hmm. movie. Just very creepy, good music. Yeah, the Halloween soundtrack's a little bit more brooding. It's like okay. a little bit more atmospheric, whereas this is like very intense and sharp, mm-hmm. which I think is more scary, honestly. Or jarring, at least. Yeah, de- oh, definitely jarring. So I really like the soundtrack in this movie. Um, we cut to what is present day. Credits or a uh, cue card is shown. It says Friday, June 13th, present day. Uh, a girl is hitchhiking. Not hitchhiking, but she's just walking down this path, and she has all this luggage on her back. She stops and sees this dog and has a really awkward interaction. <laughs> At a gas she, station. Yeah. So she's like, where's Camp Crystal Lake? Yeah, which is, I guess they're trying to establish where she's going, but you just do the same thing yeah. two seconds later where she asks people where the camp crystal lake is yeah. so they can answer yeah, it's just cute it's just establishing she's this nice little girl and she asked the dog if it speaks english and yeah of course it doesn't so she moves on well she also says hey there uh girl and then oh. she looks down and says oh um, boy oh yeah, it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> oh sorry boy <laughs> it's, it's awkward yeah um so she stops in a diner and then she asks, how can I get to Camp Crystal Lake? And everybody, they turn down the, the radio. You know yeah. how you do when you want to hear something better and it's scary? You turn down the radio. Oh, yeah. Um, Everyone kind of hears Crystal Lake and they yeah. stop eating and turn to her and, mm-hmm. what? what's this girl? Where is she going? Very ominous. Very ominous. Very ominous. So obviously everyone in the town, Blair, New Jersey, which is a, yeah. a Shout real out place. To Blair, Blair, New, New Jersey. Jersey. Uh, they all turn around, so they have history. They know about this place. Um, the truck driver, Ian. Uh, Enos. Enos. <laughs> Enos. Which is a great name. Enos, yeah. His name isn't even Enos on IMDb. It's the no, truck driver. the truck driver. So IMDb didn't even pick up on his name because yeah. it's like so fleeting. Yeah. But he offers to take the girl there because um, he's on his way, so he's just going to drop her off at a fork in the road while mm-hmm. he's doing a job i don't really know what he's doing so she they go outside and then one of the best characters in the movie ralph crazy ralph his old man just kind of pops out and tells her that they call it camp blood because mm-hmm. all this crazy stuff has happened there and why is she going there and she's doomed it's cursed it's um mm-hmm. there's a death curse on it yeah. i think that's what he says i wish that i could do his voice because it's so funny he, he he sort of comes off as the town drunk mm-hmm. but he's just this crazy crazy old guy go into camp blood ain't you yeah (laughs) it's cursed ain't you and uh and he's just that device that is now especially movies like cabin in the woods really picked up on this Mm -hmm. well you know where the which is a fantastic movie but they're all going and and of course there's all these ominous you know just brooding people before that are like that don't don't you go up there it's cursed and so maybe he was the first uh the first warning, the first uh, yeah. foreshadow character yeah. that only exists to foreshadow. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, so he rides off on his bike <laughs> with perfect form, I will say. You should, you, if, you, if you like to watch these movies after we talk about them, 
uh, look for <laughs> uh, look for him right away on his bike. It's very yeah. odd. It's like this upright, mm-hmm. as if he's in Brooklyn, like going to get flowers. Yeah. He's very, very upright. Just it's got uh, strong abs. It's it's pretty funny. So they um, ride in the car. You get some shots of her, like talking about um, how she like how she's gonna help the camp. She's gonna cook for them. All that stuff, right? She's she's talking to Enos. Enos, yeah, and the truck driver. Why are you going up there? And why? And she's mm-hmm. like, I'm cooking for five hundred kids. Yeah, fifty kids. Five hundred kids. May, well, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Summer camp, big camp. Maybe not fifty. Uh, the the truck driver starts to just list off some tragedies that have happened. So mm-hmm. in fifty nineteen fifty seven, uh, a boy drowned in the lake. Nineteen fifty eight, two campers were murdered, which is the first scene that happened in the movie. Yes. So you you can tell there's like. Something happening. A boy drowned. Two people died. It's been about 20 years. Yeah. Since so then. it's 1980. 80. In the movie. Yeah. Obviously. Um, so we then get a uh, Dukes of Hazard song starts playing or something. <laughs> it's like banjo, like really fast. Mm-hmm. like. And then in the car, three of the, the uh, camp counselors that are going to Camp Blood, Kevin Bacon. Is, yeah. Jack. Truck or something. John. Jack. I don't, I don't remember. I think it was it's Jack, uh, Marcy, and then Ned are the three. So they're just like racing down this country road, going to Camp Blood. Um, they pull up and they see a guy chopping wood. Steve is his name. He's what? like the yeah. head honcho at the camp. Basically. And his Daisy Dukes and no shirt. Oh, dude, that outfit. That pristine. blonde. That that blonde chest hair with that mm-hmm. those. The, he's kind of balding. Yeah. He kind of looks like David Hyde Pierce in Wet Hot American Summer, but with his shirt off with a beard Mm -hmm. and a bandana around his neck. Well, he had a big stash and kind of some stubble on his beard. Yeah, and he had had one of those cop stashes. Glasses. He's got some high, like, red socks. I don't know. I kind of want to go as him, like, the Halloween one year or something. That was my question is, Matt, when are we going back to that style? Oh, man. We could make it happen. Do you have any idea what it would look like if I put on <laughs> cut-off jean shorts that were mid-thigh? Yeah. They were even above that. I mean, they were... Well, you also have, like, a good probably five or six inches on him. It doesn't seem like he's a very tall guy. Yeah. And my skin is about 12 times as pale. He <laughs> well, was... He's he was out nice. all day. Yeah, he was tan. He's that cool... He's that cool, like, 40-year-old counselor that never left the camp life and there's no you know i'm not bagging on those people but mm-hmm. uh, i i would look that way maybe if yeah. i had worked at camp crystal lake for a while you still can oh yeah it's still there there's still time okay camp Noby scobo all right uh so they help him like turn over a log or something i don't know and then he sends them off to go do some work jack marcy and uh ned and then he it cuts to another scene where another camper, Alice, or another counselor, Alice, is like trying to put this gutter on a building. I guess they're fixing up the camp or something. Um, she's an artist and she wants to leave, but he convinces her to stay because there's like some sexual, like romantic tension there. They had apparently been together the night before, is what's kind of implied by her picture. Mm, okay. Um, because he says, do I really look like that? She did a sketch of him, and he says, that's what you look like last oh, night. Oh, been together, but I don't think they had been together. I don't know. They were alone on Camp Crystal Lake. I don't know. I'll get into that at the end, because there's some theories about, well, mm-hmm. I don't want to, she's she survives this this whole ordeal. She does. So. Alice is the lucky winner. Yeah. Um. So it cuts to another scene. Steve is leaving the camp. He has to, like, 
takes some something somewhere doesn't really matter mm-hmm. but he leaves in a jeep he tells them all like this is what you have to do this is how long we have until the kids get here it's gonna rain tonight so yeah. get as much work done as you can mm-hmm. i'll be back um and then we cut back to annie on the road the girl from before who was in blair asking about how to get there she's yeah. gonna cook for the kids she's hitchhiking at this point this jeep passes her by you don't see the person inside of it but they stop and so she goes and she gets in and then uh they just take off you know like you do back then yeah just gets in a random car and uh-huh. you know it's very foxes she just gets in someone's car and drives away see i told you that it does happen <laughs> well okay, she was hitchhiking but that's not the point they take mm-hmm. off in the jeep and they're driving mm-hmm. and the camera is only focused on annie uh, Annie, right? Yes. Annie. I'm, mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking of foxes with yeah. Annie. Uh, the camera is only focused on Annie, and she's talking, and she's she's so cute and cheery, and mm-hmm. and then she says, "Hey, wasn't that the the turn?" Yeah, they pass it. You can see the sign. The camera yeah. kind of pans past it. Yeah. And then, hey, wait, slow, wait. Yeah. What? Stop. Stop. And, and then the driver doesn't respond but you hear some creepy music in place so it's kind of like and they also (laughs) creepily like speeds up yeah yeah takes off and and then she starts to freak out it's tension and and then i'm sure you're getting there but she dives out of this jeep she dives out man that's what i would have done too i might add the very wrong oh yeah bad form she uh, she didn't tuck and roll (laughs) she went straight down on her neck into a ditch (laughs) she 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 was um Try to imagine this. She's parallel with the road, like a forward roll, going the same way the car is going. And I, I've always seen in movies, you gotta, you gotta roll, you gotta jump out and just roll on your side, like perpendicular. Yeah, that's what I would think. She almost, and, and then she lands near a giant rock. She mm-hmm. almost just kills herself right off, right off the bat. Yeah, she lands on her head, but her leg gets hurt, of course. Yeah, she gets up and she's fine, but her leg is, yeah, is hurt. So she's, she's limping. She has to like go through this ravine, and she goes into the woods, and the killer comes back and gets out and starts the Jeep chasing stops her. And, yeah, and um. We get a little chase scene through the woods, you know, random cuts, chasing her from behind. First person camera. Yeah. Shaky cam. Handheld. Yeah. Some crazy music is playing. Mm -hmm. I guess it's tense. I don't know. I didn't. (laughs) I wasn't really scared at that point. Yeah. But I'm sure you would have been again if you were Mm -hmm. a young little baby boy in Mm -hmm. 1980. Um, So she falls down. And then the killer catches up with her, and then we get to see the first real practicals in this movie. We do. The, the killer slits her throat. Pretty graphic. Pretty graphic. Good makeup. It was good. Yeah. I thought the movie had really good makeup, and then the only problem was the actors dying. Like, they, they didn't, they just kind of would freeze and go, <gasps> yeah, and, and just like look scared. And they didn't have any physical reactions. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't mess up the makeup. Oh. You can't you can't uh, get in the way of the blood. Yeah, but it, it was gross. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of slasher movies. I mm-hmm. don't like them. But I could watch this because I'm an adult, and this is an old movie, and it's not that scary anymore. But mm-hmm. it was pretty good. She had a nice. That's not the word to use. She had a gross <laughs> cut across her neck, and then blood started streaming down her neck. I really and, enjoyed her dying. <laughs> I thought her death was fantastic. <laughs> um, so we cut. Um, and we see all of the counselors that are there on the camp now. So we have Ned, Jack, Marcy, Brenda, and then Billy and Alice. Yes. So those are your 
that's people. The crew. That's your cast of characters that are really kind of the meat of the story, quote unquote. The excuse to kill a bunch of kids story, <laughs> okay. interchangeable. Yeah. So they're all swimming, horsing around. We get the first person view from the woods. And the killer notices that there are now people in the camp. Someone's watching. Someone's watching. Um, they don't notice, or one does. They're actually swimming, but Brenda notices, yeah. and she looks out. And uh, Did you see that? Did Yeah. Well, Marcy says, did you see something? And she was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, we're fine. We're fine. Yeah. And then... And then they kind of scare you because the someone like pulls her underwater. I, they're just playing around. Yeah, they're horsing around, and then Ned does the ultimate horse around and acts like he's drowning. Yes. Now is that the te- is that Ted Cruz? No, that is Bing. Billy. That's Bing Bing Crosby's son. Bing Crosby's son is in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I forgot his real name. I don't know his real name. Sorry, but he looks exactly like Ted Cruz. Yes. A young, skinny, tanned <laughs> Ted Cruz. So watch this movie because it's really fun to watch and just imagine that it's Ted Cruz at this camp. Hey, man, maybe it was Ted Cruz. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's the son of Bing Crosby. Maybe. Um, so Ned, not him, not Billy, right. Ned. Uh, the, he, they kind of look similar, so I can see how you get them mixed up. But he, he starts to drown. Uh, but they fish him out of the lake. It's dramatic or whatever, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. They pull him out of the lake, and then Brenda gives him mouth-to-mouth, and he like puts his arm around her and pulls her in closer, so Ned was just joshing around. Yeah, he does the Sandlot move with mm-hmm. Wendy, Wendy Peppercorn and hugs her and kisses her. And He could have <laughs> been in Sandlot, honestly. Yeah, I guess he... Well, that came out in the 90s. Well, I mean, like he, he could have been a character oh like, he looks like oh, he right. could have been in sandlot yes okay got it so yeah he does that and she's like come on man ha 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 whatever yeah um we cut to alice in her cabin she sees a snake on the floor she calls bill to come in and kill it or billy bill i think it's actually bill to come in and kill it he has a machete all the other counselors come they get the snake out they tear up the it's room it's all just set up it's just Tense, scary. I guess. You know, she sees a snake and she's scared, and that, and everyone rushes in with a broom, and yeah, the the guy has a machete, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they literally killed a snake. They they show them beheading a snake, and I think it's totally real. Oh, it was a real snake. Yeah, it looks yeah. really real. I don't know how they didn't get in trouble for that, but it was 1980. It's just the Wild West out there. D- different time. 1980. Um. Then we cut again to another scene. The cop comes up behind Brenda and Marcy. Oh, yeah, yeah, the the nerdy RoboCop. Yeah, the nerdy cop who has just the funniest, like, speech pattern. Yeah. He's just that awkward cop that's... I bet there's been a lot of cops modeled after him in movies. Yeah. Just like, what... Immediately suspicious of kids who are working. I mean, they're supposed to be there. They're counselors. What are you, mm-hmm. what are you kids doing out here? And then, oh, he has a hilarious uh, mini speech about pot. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, the, the weed, the hash, the grass. Yeah, he, he, he lists all these names. Are you out here smoking the ganja, the weed, yeah, the yeah. grass, the, pot, <laughs> the, the the marijuana? Yeah. Yeah. He just basically tells them that they don't want any funny business, and he's looking for Ralph because yes. Ralph is, is gone now. The, he, who left in the Jeep, who sort of is like the lead, the guy in charge. 
Right. That's Steve. Ralph oh. was the the old dude from earlier. Oh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Cra- crazy Ralph. Yeah. So the, I'll call him Crazy Ralph from now on. Thank so you. They're looking for Crazy Ralph. There's a lot of names floating around right now. Right. So he's looking for Crazy Ralph. He says, hey, no funny business out here. Like, we know the deal with this camp. Crazy stuff happens. Turns around and leaves. Just some more establishing that things are unsafe. Yep. You know, building more, the tension. More tension. It's like steps on some stairs slowly getting towards some death we still don't know who killed um and annie in the woods no we yeah. don't know yet nothing is nothing else has been shown mm. uh so alice is washing some dishes she's putting away some dishes she opens a pantry to put some pots away and there's crazy ralph in the pantry oh, yeah Snuck past everyone, <laughs> yeah, conspicuously in the in in the pantry, and he just he reiterates. He says, "I am a messenger from God." Well, they are. This place is cursed. It's cursed is doomed. Um, the other uh, a few other campers come in and see him, and they're just like, "Oh, crazy! Ralph. Get out of here, what, man! What is he doing?" Yeah, I don't know. If an old man was in my pantry randomly, I would probably freak out a little bit. Yeah, no, they, they freak out, and the guy. Guy counselor's like, get get out of here, man. What are you doing? Get out. And he kind of... Rides away on his bike again. Yeah, rides away on the rocky, gravelly path. And mm-hmm. you're cursed. Yeah. And his job is fulfilled. You never see him again. Yep. <laughs> and we remember him. Yes, we do. Um, so a light bulb is out in the kitchen. One of the girls says, hey, can somebody go check on the generator? Jack, Kevin Bacon knows how to work the generator so he takes some other people they turn the lights on i'd think they do that because later they show that the lights go off because the killer turns off a generator they check the generator like 12 times in this movie yeah Yeah. i don't know it was just kind of like a weird thing to put in there i don't really know if it needed to be but i don't really know if you can critique the writing on a film like this i I mean the camp's been out of commission for 20 years that hasn't been opened since Mm -hmm. i think this is the opening yeah right which we'll we'll talk about the end as to why these murders are happening but yeah yeah um, we cut again. We see Jack and Marcy who are together. They're a couple. They're kissing on the side of this riverbank. Kevin so Bacon. you automatically know that something bad is about to happen <laughs> because whenever people in these movies start to get frisky, they die. That's when stuff hits the fan. Yeah. Uh, we kind of pan back. It was a nice shot. He pulls back from, and then Ned's there just watching them. I guess he's jealous. I don't really know what they're playing. I don't know. There. I don't know if that even goes anywhere, but yeah. Yeah, so it, it doesn't because he's, <laughs> right. he's, he's not going to be in the movie much longer. Right. So um, it pans back. <clears throat> Ned is just like playing around on the outskirts of the lake. Mm-hmm. He's walking further up from them. And then it shows the outside of this cabin. Um, and then you kind of see this figure. You can't really see who they are, but you see like a leather trench coat. And it just kind of like you see a little bit of a face. And Ned notices and he says, hey. Oh, yeah. Who is that over there? Who's who's in there? Who are you? Yeah. The figure doesn't answer, just turns around and walks into the cabin, which at that point I would turn around and probably leave because I would never follow a mysterious figure into a dark cabin. Nope. Especially if they're not answering you. Uh Just just leave it. Just wait, Ned. Just wait. Just wait, Ned. No, you don't need to go in there. Ned doesn't wait. Ned doesn't wait. No. Ned is anxious. So he goes in the cabin. It cuts back to. Jack and Marcy, they're next to the lake. And Marcy talks about a weird dream that she has where, like, um, oh, it's so, it's oh, so I can't bad. remember what it was. There's something about blood and, like, it's something to, again, make you feel ominous, but it's like, yeah, it, it was someone's attempt to be poetic and, like, mm-hmm. scary. 
mm-hmm. but it has nothing to do with the movie. It's just bad writing. Just yep. I had this dream and I woke up and there was blood and the bl- couldn't stop the blood. Yeah, goes uh, nowhere. Goes nowhere, as most of these movies we've been looking at so far. <laughs> um, so a thunderstorm starts to roll in, and then Kevin Bacon Jack is like, "Hey, we're gonna get rained on, so we better." Get in this cabin over here, the <laughs> yeah. same one that Ned went into. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, yes. But yes. they don't know where Ned went. They didn't see him leave. That's important. Um, so they go in the cabin and uh, it cuts back to Alice, Brenda, and Bill. And uh, they want to play a game. So obviously they're going to play Strip Monopoly. Yeah, because that's a thing. Strip Monopoly. <laughs> Instead of paying rent when you land on a property, you pay in clothes. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> uh, you know what? That, it's probably because that's the only way you can get anyone to ever play Monopoly with you is if you involve stripping. Well, I happen to enjoy Monopoly. <laughs> I have a hot sports opinion about how bad Monopoly is, but whatever. Oh, my so, gosh. So, yes. Hot take. That's uh, This girl offers Strip Monopoly, which is maybe it's a thing now because of this movie, but... They start playing Monopoly, so they're preoccupied. Meanwhile, back in the cabin... Mm-hmm. Um, so we get this passionate scene mm. between Jack and Marcy. I'll let you fill in the blanks. Don't want to get graphic. No. no. But they, they do what you think they're doing. Yeah. Um, and then after they're finished, Marcy says she has to go to the bathroom. So she doesn't put any pants on. She just puts her underwear on and a t-shirt, throws on a raincoat. Uh-huh. Says, I'll be back. Goes out in the rain. Goes out in the cold, dark woods. And then Kevin Bacon just sits back and uh, lights up a joint. and Which is all these darn counselors want to do. They just want to mm-hmm. make love and smoke that marijuana. <laughs> smoke that marijuana. Um, and then Jack is in the bed. He's lying face up. It's a bunk bed. The camera sort of pans above Kevin Bacon. Not yet. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the blood, the blood hits his head. Uh, oh no, that's before she leaves. Yeah, it, it, it shows him above them before she leaves. Yeah, so you see Ned up there on the top bunk with his throat slit. Also has throat slit. And did you? I th- I think we noticed this. Like, how did she not see him when she got? She gets up and kind of goes yeah. and puts her clothes on, walks back over to Kevin Bacon, gets up again, and then leaves. And she this there's a dead body on the top bunk, and she just doesn't notice it. And it's eye level. It's not like it's like oh, it's small. a foot above her head. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bunk bed for kids. It's not a big bunk bed. It's, it's uh, Yep, no. She's just so much in the, in the ecstasy of, of love and passion. Hey, dude, she, you're looking too far into this, man. Just appreciate this movie for what it is, Gabriel. Love is blind. Uh, Literally. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. She didn't see the body. I just, oh, she was, okay. She All was right. distracted. Okay. Uh, so Jack is in the bed smoking his ganja. Uh, a blood, a drop of blood hits his forehead, and he like wipes it off. He's like, "What? What is that? What? What is that blood?" Dude. And then all of a sudden, you just see like it cuts to like the side view of his body, and a hand kind of go, goes over his forehead, and then an arrow just comes through the bed and goes through his trachea. Yeah, it comes out of his neck. Just yeah, as you're exactly right. And it, that was pretty, uh, pretty scary. The hand. Mm-hmm. So the killer's hiding under the bed. Yeah, wraps around. That kind of got... I mean, it didn't scare me, but it was like... Yeah, no, it's a nice little I, jump. I knew he was going to die, but I did not know how, and so mm-hmm. it was nice to see that hand just... And just grab yeah. him and... A fun fact about the the practical on that, though, is that they had, like, a pump where they were going to, like, pump blood through, because mm-hmm. it's actually... It's Kevin Bacon's face, and then they have, like, a prosthetic body below yeah. that. Yeah, Um And then they were going to, like, pump blood, but the, the pump broke, so that's why you kind of see the... 
you you see the arrow come through and like some blood kind of dribbles out at first yeah. and then all of a sudden it just starts gushing because yeah, the squirting the technical person that was working on that just like took the tube and started blowing into it <laughs> as so hard he, as he he's could. Like, he's laying under the bed yeah he's under yeah. the bed yeah, yeah. yeah and he's just like blowing on it as hard as he can and so yeah. the blood just like shoots like two feet in the air and well it's yeah. pretty funny like it was gruesome though i mean kudos to you practical guy for yeah. You know, taking one for the team and putting a tube of sheep's blood in your mouth. Yeah. It's sheep's blood. Yeah, sheep's blood. And he just blows it through this tube, and it looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you watch it, I think you can definitely see that it's a prosthetic body. The skin, oh, yeah. the skin tone is way lighter. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I caught on to that, but it's, it's a cool effect. Any prosthetic that they use, they make them look like they're already dead, and it's like kind of flushed mm. and like green. Yeah. They didn't do a good job mixing the tones, but I imagine that's pretty hard to do, I, especially in that day. Yeah. And I, I, again, I thought it was a creative way to kill off poor baby Kevin Bacon. But mm-hmm. think about it. If you were a killer under that bed, mm-hmm. it's just a, it's a composite arrow. Yeah. And, I mean, come on. You'd have to shove that thing up through a mattress. Mm-hmm. Thin mattresses. I guess, just camp mattress. They'd maybe. pay a lot for those. <laughs> But it'd be a hard way to do it. But yeah. whatever. It looked cool. Superhuman strength of a killer, my mm-hmm. friend. Can never be underestimated. So now he's dead. He's dead. Um, we cut back to Marcy. She walks into like an outhouse. It's like a big outhouse where there's a lot of different stalls and showers and mm-hmm. where all the campers go to clean, I guess. And she is uh, taking a whiz. <laughs> and yep. uh, you see the front door open while she's in the stall. You see some boots come in. You hear like a... a Thud as they walk in, and it's dark and atmospheric. Pretty creepy. creepy. Mm-hmm. Pretty creepy. I imagine being in her shoes in that dark cabin alone is like just horrifying. Yeah, and she knows somebody's there. She, th- I think, she thinks it's Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Well, she does. She finishes up, and then she like looks at something on the wall. There's like something written oh, on the yeah, wall. Yeah, like an old yeah. camper wrote something. I don't know. Again, what? something ominous that doesn't make sense. It doesn't come back to the story, but she no. reads it. Just a reason for her to turn around. Right. And then she hears. I think a door closed or she hears like something rustle and she says, Jack. And then, you know, you just know bad things are going to happen. Obviously. Jack, is that you? So she turns around, she opens the stall. She looks around the corner. She doesn't see Jack. So she's like, okay, I'll just wash my hands like a good person, but nobody would wash their hands when they're alone <laughs> like that. That late at night when you're scared. And... Yeah. But she wasn't really scared. She just, she just thought it was Jack. Yeah. None of, by the way, Jack. none of these kids were scared to go out into the dark at, yeah, I would be scared. I would be terrified. Yeah. No one's like that. No mm-hmm. one just walks out in the pitch black, rainy woods and isn't scared. You just are. That's mm-hmm. the way it is. But she's just... Maybe because we know that killers are in the woods at all times. Yeah, in real life, so... Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she's washing her hands, and she hears, like, a rustle in the back of the room, so she goes back to check it out. Tense scene of her, like, pulling back these curtains because she thinks it's Jack. She pulls back all these shower curtains. There's nobody there, and she... She's looking into the shower, and there's a shot behind her, and all of a sudden you just see like an axe, kind of like the shadow of, shadow an, axe of an axe yeah, come up behind yeah. her. She turns around, and you, get, you hear her scream, and then the axe goes into her face, and she's dead. <laughs> and she's dead. Yeah. And it looked pretty good. Just Yeah, it did look good. It was styrofoam. The axe was styrofoam. The axe yeah. was styrofoam, and it was her real face. So, Yeah, I think they, they said, do you want the real face with a fake axe? Mm-hmm. Or a fake face with a real axe. Um, <laughs> I'm glad they chose real face because it looked a lot more realistic. I will say again, her expression right before she gets her axe chopped to the face is uh-huh. very funny and sort of awkward. She just doesn't... Now, granted, I've never had an axe chopped to my face. Not yet. So, Not with that attitude. <laughs> so I don't know how I would react, but she sort of just freezes and goes... <laughs> <laughs> 
mm-hmm. just doesn't. I don't know. She doesn't try to defend her. She just it's just she just sits there, takes it to the face. The fight choreography was not the best, but no. it is what it is. But it looked good. Uh, it, and then she just crumples and 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 dies. And she's done. Sad. We cut back to the other campers. Um, they're playing strip Monopoly. Everyone is pretty much down to their underwear at this point. Uh, and then a door blows open, and Brenda smartly thinks, "Well, I left my windows open in my cabin." So I've got to go out and... i got to go back. Close them. Dang. My cabin's going to get soaked. Mm-hmm. And so she's in her bra and panties, and then she just throws her raincoat on, grabs her clothes, and runs out instead of putting on her clothes before she goes. Yeah. Is I mean, that important? She wants to come back and finish the game. I guess so. Oh, well, no, she, she was going back to sleep. She said that. She's like, I'll, oh. we'll have to finish this tomorrow. Well, whatever. What she, she didn't said. have time to put her clothes on. She's, oh, of course. You know, she's about to get murdered. She's got a rain jacket. She's yeah. fine. So she walks out, um, and then we cut back to Steve. He's in a diner. He's just getting some coffee because they were kind of trying to make you think that it was Steve that was doing it. Yeah. I think. Probably. Yeah, because there was a Jeep, and he drives a Jeep, and he's gone, Mm -hmm. and you haven't seen him, so you think, oh, maybe Steve is the killer. But no. No, sir. He's getting coffee at a diner 12 miles away. Yeah, he's just wrapping up the day, and Mm -hmm. that funny waitress. Yeah. Who's Who, great? You mean the Harvey Feinstein? Yes, uh, it looks like Harvey Harvey <laughs> Feinstein in uh, in in drag again. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. It's a woman, surprisingly. <laughs> but uh, she's great. She does a good job, and she, then she does. Yeah, he pays. And, and uh, yeah, he gets in his car and heads off. Brenda walks into the same outhouse where Marcy was just killed. Uh, she doesn't know she died there, but right. she walks in the outhouse. Brenda, the one who just left the game of strip monopoly, mm-hmm. so everyone's tracking with us here. She's trying to wash her hands or. Do something. I think she brushed her teeth. It's tense because you see this hand. Mm. It cuts to the, the yeah. side in the <laughs> showers, and you see this hand kind of peek out, and you get some noise. You get some. You get some music. A little like violin string. You see the hand like wrap around the shower curtain, and then mm-hmm. it goes away. Yeah. yeah. And Brenda doesn't notice that, and so she just cleans up and she gets out. We cut back to Steve. Steve is uh, on the road. It's raining really hard. His Jeep breaks down, and a cop picks him up. And um, after the cop picks him up, he says, I'll have a, a camper come back and, like... I'll come back and get the Jeep. Bring Just me in the give morning. Give me a lift and I'll... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Brenda is alone in her uh, her cabin. We see, like, an outside shot. And something that I thought this movie did really well, and I think that it was kind of one of the first movies to do this, but the first-person view really... It really drove home the creepiness because it's like, you know that the killer is watching this person, but they have no idea, so it was... Sure. Withholding of the information there was... I'm sure that... And that device probably existed, but it's always yeah. good... It's always tense when you know that they do that to let you know someone's watching another mm-hmm. person. So it, it works. It works really well. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's really something that is, is done as much anymore, I feel like. I Pro- feel like. Probably not. Yeah. They got to show off those special effects and practical <laughs> effects and all this stuff. But, you know, they'll, they'll always have sort of... Um, I see this in TV a lot where someone is doing something. Let's say they are washing their hands at the kitchen counter and they'll cut and see that you'll see the back of that person and the camera mm-hmm. peeks out from around a corner. Yeah. They, they still do it. Yeah. But maybe this was an early example. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I liked it. I thought it's it was good. Creepy. It's good though. Yeah. It's a good device. Marcia's in her cabin. She gets down to read a book before she goes to bed. And this is what I think is the creepiest scene in the entire movie is she's sitting in her bed and all of a sudden you hear a little voice saying, help 
me. That did freak me out. Yeah, little kids, man. Little kid voices in horror movies mm-hmm. always does it Help for me. me. And, I and don't know. It's, it was really creepy, too, because she hears it, and, and then she sort of sits up and looks around, just like I would, and she sort of isn't sure if she heard something. Mm-hmm. And they don't do it again right away. They waited probably a good 30 seconds until it was like, help me again. Yeah. And it's it's so scary. And then what do you do? You go out and you look yeah. for the kid. You can go out there and you help him. What a good person. A kid. What a good person, you know. But that doesn't matter because she goes out to the archery range and then the lights get turned on and you don't see her die. You just hear her scream. Yes, yeah, so, uh, they the killer hits some... I guess there's just uh, for nighttime, yeah, nighttime Night, shooting, nighttime archery. Yeah, of course, because yeah. again, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, just going out for some quick nighttime archery, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, which is it ties into the beginning because in the beginning she's on the archery range, mm-hmm. and an arrow whizzes right past her and hits the target, and the camera it scares you. Yeah, and the camera pans and it's just another counselor messing with her. Just Ned, but that's it's a freaking jokester. It's that foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. So she dies somehow on the archery range. Somehow. She comes back later. Yep. <laughs> um, Alice and Bill are alone in that cabin now. They are all dressed again. They finished playing strip and or whatever. And then Alice says that she thought she heard somebody scream. It sounded like Brenda. She saw some lights out. Bill says, I don't see any lights. And she says, oh, they must have been turned off. Um, so they go and they look for their friends. They go to Marcy's cabin and they see a bloody axe in the bed. Mm-hmm. And they don't take the axe. For protection. They just leave it there. No, they take it. They pick it up. Do they take it? Yeah. No. Re- remember when we were watching? I was like... Well, they pick it up, but they don't have it in the next oh, scene. Oh, you're right. I, I guess yeah. they don't keep it. Yeah. But my, <laughs> I didn't even care about that. My problem was you see a bloody axe in a bed and your first thought is to touch it, then you're you're a little backwards. You don't touch a bloody axe. If you see a bloody axe in a bed, don't touch it. Call the police. I disagree. <laughs> That is evidence. Someone's <laughs> died, and uh, just just keep your hands off it because you don't want to go to jail. But kids, no. if you see a bloody axe and you know a killer's in the woods, you take that axe. Okay, well, if there's a killer in the woods, and yes, take the axe and and kill the killer. Okay, but they didn't know that. Well, they should have. At this point, they don't know anyone's even dead. They just see a bloody axe. They're gonna pay for their insolences. Okay, they are. Those counselors just want to smoke and have <laughs> sex. <laughs> Uh, they go to like a, the, I guess like the red, I don't know what you would call it, but like the main area, the main cabin where yeah, it's like a receptionist it, of some sort, I guess. just where everybody like, was hanging out yeah. earlier. But they, they have a, a phone there and so they're trying to call, but the camera kind of cuts out outside and moves around. You see that the wire has been cut. Of course, they try to start a car, but it won't start because the alternator is not working. So they're out of options at this point. We cut back to Steve and the cop, and the cop gets a call on the radio that he has to go help somebody, mm-hmm. so he lets Steve out a little bit out of the camp. Um, Steve is like, that's fine, I'll just walk. And so he does walk, and then he gets close to Camp Crystal Lake, and all of a sudden you see a flash of light, a flashlight, I guess, and uh, he walks towards the light, which I probably wouldn't do, honestly. <laughs> but he, he walks towards the light and he says, hey, what are you doing out here? Yeah. He also recognizes this right. person. You don't, you don't see the person that you see the light. And he's like, oh, hey, what, what are you doing out in this mess? Mm-hmm. And then stabby, stabby, loud music, screech, screech. Steve dead. Steve dead. Steve is dead. Uh, they cut and uh, you see all of the power in the camp go out. The killer presumably cut the generator. 
at this point. I don't know why this late, but you know, killer logic does not follow our logic. <laughs> yeah, why? Right? Why wouldn't the killer do this earlier? I have no idea. He wanted to just make that a, a final suspenseful kind of so. nail in, yeah, in the coffin there, just to make it really scary for the last person, mm-hmm. the last people. So Alice and Bill are back in the cabin. Um, they they decide that they should go out and check, but Bill is like, "Hey, you know what? Just go ahead and take a little nap there on that." That comfy couch. Take a little nap. You look pretty tired. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go look at the generator. Alice lays down. um, And then Bill, it cuts to him in the, in the, um, the generator room. And he's like looking around and you get like a really close up shot of his back. So you think he's going to get stabbed, but he turns around and he just like gets some stuff. And something that I noticed in this movie is that they would make these shots really wide or really short, so there was a lot of room above the people's heads, and I always thought something was going to peek behind them. Yeah. Which is something that I think happens more today. Yeah. Which I thought it was really weird they didn't utilize that, because that creeps me out a lot. Like, when you have somebody looking towards the camera doing something, and you see, like, a figure come up. Well, maybe they knew that, and they just wanted... Playing with your head. Yeah, they yeah. just want to mess with you. Okay. And, I, and that when that works, too, that's even more scary. It's like in Paranormal Activity, that happens a few times, but not, not that, but yeah. They'll make you think you're going to see something, and then it just nothing happens. That's true. And it's very tense, and yeah. you're exhausted by the end of it. So <laughs> so uh, nothing happens, and we cut back to Alice, and she wakes up from a dream. She's obviously having a bad dream, because she wakes up and just is like, Where's, where are you, Bill? Or, yeah, she cries out. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, she goes out to look for Bill. She goes to the generator room, and this is where things just kick off, and it's just constant action and constant fear, you know? Chaos <laughs> at camp. Crystal, Crystal Lake, Lake. <laughs> um, a much better name than Fred of the yeah, 13th. I don't know. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Okay. Fred of the 13th is a pretty good name. Chaos at Cramp, Cramp, <laughs> Cramp Crystal Lake was a play that sounds like a bad play that someone wrote a long time ago. Oh, that's up to you, my friend. Um, so she walks in the generator room and then the door closes behind her and you see Bill just nailed to the mm. wall with some arrows and... Yep. It's a great shot. They do a close-up on his face, and you can see his eye moving. It's oh, good. oh, yeah. I just saw the arrow touching. in his other eyeball. Yeah. Just through his eye. But he is pinned to a door mm-hmm. with arrows. A very angry death. Very yeah. aggressive. Yeah. Vengeful. Yes. Um, so she, freaks, she screams and is horrified. She screams. She's horrified. She, um, she goes back to the cabin they were in. She tries to block the door for about five minutes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a little too long on the door blocking. <laughs> yeah, I just I wish I could be with the director and the actress where he was like, just put everything in front of the door that's in this room. You know what? We're not going to even block this scene. We're just going to uh, film you going crazy and throwing a bunch of crap in front of the door. Yeah, and go and go and and she she like sort of makes a good pile and puts a chair up and it falls down and she puts another chair and it and also she's doing a really funny. We were laughing because her voice is like, uh, 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 <laughs> she's very scared. And, um, that it's poor just actress. Fun. It's just, we laughed. I mean, poor girl. Yeah. You know, she was horrified, but it's kind of funny. Well, the, also the funny thing was that the door opened out. Yeah. The door opens outwards. <laughs> um, so if someone did open the door, they would just sort of clear the rubble mm-hmm. and, and walk by. Anyway. So she, um, She's in the kitchen now. She's like, she thinks she's safe, I guess. She's been closing all the windows. Mm-hmm. And then Brenda just flies through the window. The girl who was killed in the archery range. Yes. Lands on her, the ground. Her body flies through the window and she's 
I didn't really know what happened to her. She's kind of mangled. She, she had, had like she had rope, rope all over her. her so yeah. I don't know. Maybe she was hung. I don't really know. It was bad, whatever it was. But she gets tossed to the window, and then of course Alice. Uh, oh, just, oh, 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 and she knows something's going down. Obviously, well, I mean, yeah. I think that was verified by the guy pinned to the door with arrows. But yeah. She well, knows. I said this last night, like, if your body flew through that window, I would not be staring at you for a minute and oh, a half yeah. while yeah. walking away. Like, she's, like, crawling away from the body. She, she crawls around the kitchen and just sort of does a semi-circle around the dead girl's body just looking at it and and sort of screaming for, again, about 30 seconds, which is a long time in a It's a, a movie. lot of scream time. Yeah, a lot of scream time. Scream and, time. and then she gets up and starts to... I don't know. I try, run. Try to get away. She runs. And then she sees a Jeep pull up. She thinks that it's Steve because it's the same Jeep that Steve had, which is also that goes in hand in hand with how they were trying to trick you earlier, I guess. Right. But she gets out. She goes and she sees a person come out and it's a woman, an older lady. And it's Mrs. Voorhees, which if you know. I'm Mrs. Adult, Voorhees. It's uh, Jason's mom. Yes. Um, Betsy Palmer, just a just a top notch performance that I think everyone <laughs> should see. Maybe a little over dramatized, I would say. Yeah, she's Betsy Palmer is, um, very campy in this movie. Yeah, this movie's campy, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. extra campy. Now I have a question. Mm-hmm. My wife asked me this morning. We were talking about it, and she said, "Did they mention Jason?" Before, I mean, they mentioned the boy drowned. I think they mm-hmm. mentioned his name once or twice, but I don't know if they ever did because it would be we were just rethinking it and it would be confusing. She walks up and the girl's like, Help, help, someone's here. And she, and who are you? And she goes, Well, I'm Mrs. Voorhees and I know I work with the people, I guess, who own the camp or whatever, or I've, I know mm-hmm. them. But I was thinking if you had never seen this movie and she just said, I'm Mrs. Voorhees, would you know who that? person is did they say jason voorhees no okay. i don't even think they said jason okay i couldn't i think she's the first person to say jason they did say that the boy drowned the uh the truck driver said that right. and i think somebody else mentioned that they didn't say his point. name no they didn't okay. say his name they said a boy drowned in the lake yeah um I, mean, I have some fun we'll, we'll talk about in final thoughts section of this we'll talk about it but well, yeah, and I mean, the writing makes up for that, right? Because she spends about five minutes explaining yeah, the backstory. At this point, yes. But this whole time, you have no idea who this person is. And it's just this mm-hmm. random, it's a random woman, and she starts to explain it. But as she's explaining who she is, she sort of is advancing towards uh, Alice. Mm-hmm. I mean, c- continue your, your, your summary here, but... I mean, there's not really a whole lot to say about the things that happen at the end of this film. It's just kind of like her fighting back Mrs. Voorhees. Well, like she's constantly well, we just to... we haven't said it yet. Mrs. Voorhees yeah. is obviously the killer. Yeah, yeah. Which you all know that. But she sort of is like explaining and this girl doesn't know. She's like, oh, it's okay, darling. Don't worry. But she's sort of walking towards her in this odd way and mm-hmm. finally gets revealed that she she has a knife on her belt and um, attacks and... and yeah, there's about a 15-minute <laughs> yeah. really bad fight sequence between them uh, that's really funny to watch. Yeah, and I there's a lot of defenders of this film and this twist, quote-unquote. It's not a twist because, like you said, it hasn't been established Nobody who this knows. person is. Nobody knows who this is. Right. And they spend five minutes doing exposition at the end of the movie. Yes, and it's just, it's really bad, and you can't defend it. I'm sorry if you like this movie. You can't defend yeah, it. Yeah, that was one of my big problems, is that as a as a mystery 
Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work because and and she Betsy Palmer even said this in um in some extra stuff that we watched. She said she was talking to the director and she said you need to put me in this movie at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Put me in the diner when the cook uh not Annie. Yeah, Annie. Annie. Yeah, the first when, when the girl scene. the first girl who gets killed She's like, I need to be at least sitting there or show me in my Jeep at a traffic light. Mm-hmm. You know, do something to establish because then the audience doesn't think it's this person. And then you have a twist. But one of the things that sort of discredits the writing is that, like, why? I don't see how that works. It, it doesn't, doesn't work. It doesn't. It's like, oh, so you're this random woman. I mean, I know why you're killing people. Your son drowned. And she, she basically tells uh, this girl, the last girl, I keep wanting to say Annie, but she died first. Um, she tells her, like... Alice? Alice. Oh, she, okay. She's like, you counselors, you let him die, and you were off having sex. Yeah. And uh, they, and which are the two people who died in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. So now we know she was back there and she killed them because her son died. But, again, they should have established it. It's not... It just yeah. doesn't work. I don't think this movie is heralded for his script, as obvious by the poor scores it's received through numerous channels. I just think that it has those cult defenders, you know, people that have an attachment for some reason to this movie. I don't really want to walk through all of the beats of this long chase scene. The kill her mommy is really funny. Apparently Jason is in her head, I guess, talking to her. And so she goes, kill her mommy, kill her. And she yeah. does that repeatedly for the last 10 minutes of the movie as, while she's, she's chasing Alice Chasing around. her, yeah. Kill her, mommy. Kill. It's, it's creepy, but it's funny because it's, mm-hmm. it's badly acted. And, and that's the fun fact I had earlier was actually the kill her, mommy, the sound engineer, wanted like a creepy noise. The, the ch- 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 <sighs> he wanted like a creepy noise like that, like a tag that would signify when you were with the killer, watching people, stuff like that. And he said that he took kill he took cut and ma like kill her mommy Mm -hmm. and put it through an echoplex was like an analog reverb machine that they had and that's what it is so it's actually but because of the reverb it sounds like yeah there's a close-up of her saying it he said in the in the yeah um it's it's like on her lots of teeth yeah lots 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 of 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 bad 70s teeth (laughs) in this film yes uh, so, there, like we said, long chase scene. She's trying to kill her. We explain who she is, all that stuff. Um, and then she thinks she kills her. Alice thinks that she kills Mrs. Voorhees. She hits her in the head with a frying pan. And so she goes out to the lake. And she just kind of like <laughs> falls to her knees and is like, why me? I don't want to get away. I just want to be at the lake right now. She doesn't know. She's in shock. I guess. And then Mrs. Voorhees comes up behind her. There's a final confrontation. Mrs. Voorhees drops the machete that she has. Alice picks it up, slow-mo, chop the head off. Yep. And, and flies off. And then those those two angry the hands. Uh, hands <laughs> these two hands come into the frame no. and they're like, oh like Darth Vader. <laughs> no. You know, and they they're yeah. their fists and uh it, it, but it's good. A fake head is is chopped off and she It she wasn't does. a bad practical. It looked all right. Well, you can't really... They do that thing where they sort of, in slow-mo, it's kind of blurry. Yeah. So you can't really see... I saw a photo of the, the, head. Of the head that they made, and it was... I mean, it looked like her, but it's obviously bad, make, you know, but mm-hmm. just a head. They have... They, they don't... They're not going to make a nice head for that, so... Yeah. yeah. So at that point, Alice, deciding that her job is done, gets in a canoe and just slowly <laughs> goes out to sea, but has no oar. <laughs> Pitch black. Yeah. It's nighttime still. Mm-hmm. She just... Takes off into the lake. Yeah, paddling with her hand. 
Why? I don't know, man. Is she Smeagol? Yes. Is she, is she, can she see in the darkness as she paddles across the lake? No, it's pitch black. She just wanted to sleep, Call dude. the cops, man. <laughs> the what phones are, are cut. Okay, well then, then run away. Don't just... Maybe there could thought, be more killers. Maybe she thought she was safe. Maybe. Maybe there's the water. You know, you're on the water. Maybe. Was but, she safe? We'll get into that. Woo. So it's dark. She goes out. She took a little nappy. It, wake up and it's morning time. Some cops come. I guess maybe they, I don't know how they got word. I guess maybe Steve said that he was going to contact the cop at some point, but never yeah. did that. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the cops come up and um, Alice is in the canoe. With her hand kind of peeking in of the lake. draping over the canoe, just sort of brushing the surface of the water. She's relaxing, and uh, and as she's, you know, uh, as the director says, which I thought was smart, the director, at this point, he says, the lights are back on. Mm-hmm. The, the horror is over. Mm-hmm. She's in the water. Mm-hmm. And then the jumpiest of jump scares, <laughs> Fishboy Jason jumps out of the water Grabs her by the neck. his arm around her and... Pulls her into the water. People love that ending. And it's yeah, good. it made me jump when I had my headphones in in the dark. It's cool. I wouldn't have not... I would not have expected that. No. It's a great device. Yeah. The lights are back on. It's summer. The, the, the sun has come up and the cops are there. And Dramatic then, music is playing. Yeah, you think it's over. This mm-hmm. denouement is just... Oh, it's all falling action and then... And he... Grabs her by the neck, pulls her under. Cut. She's in the hospital bed. There's a cop there. He says, do you know who did this or whatever? And then she asks about the boy. She says, what about the boy in the lake? And he says, "Uh, we didn't see any boy. What boy? We didn't see any boy, ma'am. And she says, but there was a boy in the lake. I saw him. He was there. He pulled me under. Just like that. (laughs) She sounds just like that. He pulled me under, man. He pulled me under. Um, And the guy says, "We we didn't see a boy. And then the and then it just music plays and she looks in the camera and that means he's still there. <laughs> <laughs> Sequel. It's over. Yeah. Now I I think we might disagree on this. Mm-hmm. I maintain because of okay I maintain that was a dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Not not the hospital but the uh, Jason popping out of the water and grabbing her. Yeah. Only because in the documentary we watched, the sc- both the screenwriter and the director were like, we had nothing to do with the following movies. I know that he produced maybe Freddy versus Jay, you know, later. Yeah. But the screenwriter was like, I don't know why they put him in a hockey mask. I never had any intentions to put him in a hockey mask later. Mm-hmm. I wasn't involved with Friday the 13th Part 2. And so I understand, like, yeah, it's sequel. But in my opinion, I think they just originally, they thought it was this cool device to be like, did this happen? Did it not happen? Did a fish boy pop out of the water and pull her under? We don't know. And by the way, he is really deformed and mm-hmm. ugly and like parts of the Caribbean style. Um, algae all over. Algae him, and stuff. And so, I don't know. I don't... I feel like they thought they had to leave it open, just in case. I mean, leaving it open is fine. Mm-hmm. But I I just disagree with where it went. Yeah. Why, why did he become... Uh, uh, as we said last night, he becomes this massive, jacked like guy wearing a hockey mask. Yeah, I mean, maybe they explain that. I, I don't know. It could have been explained in the second one. I never saw yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, Jason fans, let us know. But 
Yeah. I mean, we, I but, but she's it. in it. Did you know that? She's in it. Yeah. Alice is, is, is like in it again. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I, and then another quick problem at the end, you see him and he's this fish boy and he has algae and, and I assumed that's like, Oh, well, he's been, he's been in the water for 30 or 20 years. He, he drowned 20 years ago and they show him earlier mm-hmm. in the movie in the same makeup yeah. as he's drowning they show a flashback of like help and he's this kid drowning and you see his face and uh can we use the word they use to describe him mongoloid mongoloid yeah so uh that that was in the documentary they say well he he's not scary enough we need him to look like a mongoloid he's a mongoloid he's he's kind of dumb and yeah but i just what a bad decision in my opinion he should have been a little boy in the flashback, cute little boy drowning, and then now he looks like this because he's been underwater for twenty years for crying out loud. Now his oh. skin is all white and gross and wrinkly, like he'd been in the bath for too long, and he's got algae on him, and he's the cold Ooh. water at the bottom of the lake preserved his body. <laughs> but why did he look like that before? There's no need. Just a bad to make film. you feel bad for him because a, a, a pristine little white boy drowning in the water. Nobody feels bad for that, but a messed up kid. Come on, no, I feel bad for anybody drowning in the. Okay. <laughs> anyway, well, you're already fired up, so let me hear your final thoughts and your review. Here we or go. Your rating. Okay, so final thoughts um, on this movie. It's I had a, so much fun. I am not a horror movie guy, so I don't really. I sort of know the history of them, and I, um, I think one of the first. This is really lame, but one of the first horror movies I ever watched was in college when we we saw Cabin in the Woods mm-hmm. because I sort of knew the devices I knew the way that they worked and that movie was just so funny and great you know but it was so cool to watch this and see where that got a lot of its inspiration and sort of the elements that make a horror movie some young kids with no adult supervision in a place where adults can't help them um it, I had a blast watching it even though it's not a good movie I thought the makeup was really good uh the practicals that they did get to have were were good um, I just said there's no reason for Jason to be a mongoloid. It doesn't really make sense. I thought it was a bad decision. Uh, let's see here. Again, not a great mystery film because we know we, we don't know who the killer is the whole time, which is fine, but they don't show her. And so when she's revealed, there's no like, oh, cool. That's exciting. Um, I don't know. There's not a lot to say about it. I mean, it's just a fun movie to watch. So I, I, after everything we said, I gave this movie one axe to the face out of five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of the similar thoughts you do. I respect it for what it did. It kind of, it didn't establish the genre, I guess, because it was blatantly copying another movie. But it A helped, few movies, yeah. It helped kind of pave the way. Uh, I don't like slasher flicks, really. I just don't think there's enough substance to them, and I don't just like watching people die for an hour and a half. Mm. But I, people do, and that's fine if you like that kind of movie. I thought the script was just awful. Like you said, like the, it's never introduced early, so there's no intrigue when it's the person at the end. Um, the acting all around was pretty bad, which is to be expected with such a small budget. You can't really afford the people that are going to make this pop. And even with the script, they probably wouldn't have had much of an opportunity to make it pop. Um, it's just a bunch of kids looking for their break in the movie. I liked the music. I liked the, the sound, all the levels were nice. And I liked the way they played with the camera, looking in on people, you know, withholding that information that, that, 
they know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. We know what's going on. And so that makes it suspenseful in a lot of scenes. Um, all in all, like you said, fun movie to watch with friends. I wouldn't recommend just watching it alone unless you want to, but it's like, unless there's no you're reason just interested to. in the history of, of the genre. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's really fun to watch with friends. It's another movie you can make a really good drinking game for. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I'm just going to give it, 1.5 surviving virgins out of five. <laughs> good, good rating. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there's this, I guess the theory with these films that um, the young virginal person survives and, and really you're going to die if you're having premarital sex and if you're mm -hmm. doing drugs. And I, the, even the director said, I don't really buy into that. He's like, that's not what I was doing. Yeah. Or the screenwriter, I, but still. I don't know if it's intentional, but I think people model their movies after yeah, this it, movie, which is what happened. Yeah, right. And I don't think she was a virgin. I think she had sex with Steve. Okay. Very obviously the night before. But Cabin in the Woods, like you've referenced a few times, like that's a whole plot point. Is that yeah. The, the virgin is yes. meant to save everyone. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I... Yeah, I don't necessarily agree that it was intentional or that people do it intentionally, but I I can see where people would come from. There was also like a big feminist movement against these types of movies because they mm. felt like people were getting slut shamed for having sex and oh, dying because yeah. of it and stuff like okay. that. I don't I don't agree with all that. I think it's just coincidental. Um, I think people were trying to emulate these types of movies, but yeah, it, it's dumb. Not a big thing. But that was our review of Friday the 13th. I hope you had fun listening to us talk about this film. I hope that you go watch it. It's available everywhere. You can get it on Amazon, iTunes, yeah, everywhere. Just watch, it's, just watch it. It's fun. Have some friends over. Crack Spears. Make some popcorn. Yeah. Uh, social media links, as normal, facebook.com slash rewindcinemapod, Twitter at rewindcinemapod. Uh, rewindcinema.com. Yep. Um, rewindcinemapodcast at gmail.com. At gmail. We're on every podcasting service pretty much now, so you can find us anywhere. I implore you, tell your friends about us if you're having fun. Um, just one person a day, if you can do that for like a week, <laughs> would be great. You know, just, just mention us. Or yeah. like, if you have the time, two minutes, leave an iTunes review, leave a Stitcher review. Um, it would really, really help us out. And we're having a lot of fun doing this. So we plan on doing it regardless. We do it for you. We do it for ourselves. I do this well. for me. I don't do it for anyone else, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. Unless yeah. you have anything else to say. Yeah. Join us uh, next week mm -hmm. for our review of the June 1980 film, The Stuntman. The Stuntman, which yeah. is also on Amazon, iTunes. Actually, the whole movie is on YouTube yeah, for I don't, free. I don't know if we're allowed to say that, but it is the on YouTube. The whole movie is on YouTube for free. Yeah. Just Google this, or YouTube this stuff, <laughs> man. Yeah. Uh, it, it'll be a good talk, so meet us then. Uh, until then, Matt? Uh, watch more movies. Watch more movies, Watch more movies. See you Bye. later. <laughs>